Welcome to the Seven Figure Spiritual Leader with Danielle Rama Hoffman, your fast track to partner with Source to create your legacy business without overworking. If you'd like Toth and my support, PM me on Facebook at Danielle Rama Hoffman, and let's explore together if it's an aligned match. We know fulfilling your highest level mission, what you came to earth for is non-negotiable for you. And we're here to show you exactly how to achieve this in the high vibe and multi-dimensional way. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Divine Leader, so grateful and in a state of joy that you are choosing to be here with us during this podcast. I'm really honored and blessed and excited to be joined by Tamika Awai. Welcome, Tamika. Thank you so much, Danielle. I am just pleased as punch to be here. <laughs> Tickle pink, happy as a clam. Yeah, it's but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And we're going to be rocking and rolling on some practical strategies about being a seven figure spiritual leader, really in your wheelhouse, Tamika, which is, uh, I know I'm simplifying them. It, but in the arena of copywriting. So our topic today is nurturing your audience for effortless enrollment. So where would you kind of enter into that conversation? Because uh, this is really for you entrepreneurs and coaches and healers uh, and mentors having to do with communication and the business strategy of really having nurture emails and communication. And I feel like as I'm kind of talking, spiraling in here, I'd, I'd almost love to, to start with the, the idea of relationship, the idea of community, because mm. that's it feels like the heart of what we're going to talk about today. Does that feel like a good place to dive yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a good place to dive in. And then I have like a little follow-up to that, but I think might actually just flow into it nicely. So yeah, let's talk about relationship and community. Um, you know, we, when we're going forth to connect with our, with our audience, when we're, when we're thinking about, you know, messages and copy and marketing channels and all of these things at the heart of it, there's an intention behind it. And one of the things that I think gets lost a lot is, is what that intention is, right? We, we get so trapped in that, like what messages go out and what channels do I use and all of these pieces that we actually forget that what we're aiming to do here as coaches, mentors, teachers, leaders is, is to lead. And you, you can lead yourself certainly, um, but in service of a business, you're here to lead your community. You're here to lead your community and you're here to lead them to a very specific end, right? Ideally, where it's in alignment to do so, the place that you're leading them to is to their transformation. You're leading them on a path from becoming aware that there is, you know, circumstances or conditions or challenges or things happening in their lives that they they don't particularly enjoy or want to experience to a place of realizing that, oh my goodness, they have power and support and um, opportunities to learn how to transform that. Um, And they can do that. They can do that with you. They can do that with you, right? But they can't see that 
unless you're standing in your leadership and you are calling for that community and you're giving them, sharing with them the, the messages that would inspire, the messages that would shift their perspective and their consciousness so that they can actually step in and have that transformation that you can make available as a coach, mentor, and teacher. So I think that is, that's one of the, the sort of the key pieces that um, I think really gets lost when we think about growing a community. It certainly gets lost when we think about nurturing a community. And, and the piece that I, um, as you were sort of thinking, where do we start? The thing that was coming to me is, you know, again, that intentionality or that the, the reason, the purpose behind nurture, nurturing your community often gets lost as well. Right. So just as we get into the marketing place and sometimes we forget that the reason we're doing all this is to call forward a community that we can help actually transform. Sometimes we also forget when we're thinking about nurturing what the intention behind nurturing actually is as well. So I want to share that then the intention in, in my world and what we do at our agency, the intention behind nurturing is really um, making the the. I want to say strategic and it's, it's not just about strategy. There's, there's a, a deeper connection there. There's a diff, deeper um, feeling there that I can't quite articulate in this moment. But when we think about nurturing, we are, we're thinking about providing for our community, everything that they need to see, hear, feel, know, and understand to deepen that relationship so that they can step into a place of, of trust and belief and faith that you as the coach are the exact right coach, mentor, teacher, healer um, to support them. And that's really what nurture is for. We think sometimes, or it gets lost sometimes um, amongst other marketers, we think of the idea of nurture. We just, we got to stay, you know, we got to stay visible, hashtag stay visible. And we got to, you know, be in their inboxes and we got to, you know, stay top of mind. But what is nurturing really about? Nurturing is really about ensuring that 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 community that you are um, so called to serve actually receives what they need to receive in order to trust you and themselves to step into that container of transformation. That's what nurture really is about um, from my perspective. Mm, Yeah. And as we're talking about seven figure spiritual leadership, the, the leadership aspect is really being amplified here in our conversation today because it is about leading uh, a community, a movement, something that's larger than ourselves and that these these nurturing messages, emails, uh, communication are not only what you spoke about, the the intention of them is leading them to their transformation, yet they're also transformative in the process. So Mm -hmm. that I really love about uh, communicating as I work Mm -hmm. with Toth, the keeper of the Akashic Records is all about communicating and scribing and speaking and, and that there really is that two-way conversation that's happening because in order to write these uh, nurture emails. And, you know, I have been a client of yours and, and you and your agency have done a, a nurture sequence, which is like mm-hmm. a sequence of emails to go out. And so I've had firsthand amazing experience with you all that, that the emails in them in and of themselves are, are transformative. <clears throat> and that is, is 
a key to the experience that the individual is having as they're reading them. And I feel like that's important to say because as coaches, we, we love what we do. And then sometimes there's that idea of like, well, marketing or writing, like that's not what I do, but it really is kind of the same thing. You're still doing transformation and you're still contributing through the messages that you're putting out there ideally. So is there more that you would say about that? And I also feel like just to get a little bit more context, because we jumped in about Mm -hmm. nurture you know, like what, what's the difference between nurture and, and lead generation? So that was mm. like, is there anything else you want to add about yeah. how nurturing is transformational? Yeah, absolutely. So you, you hit the nail on the head there, um, Danielle, it really, you know, when you are, when you are stepping into creating nurture content of any kind, could be emails, could be social content, what have you. But when you're creating nurture content of any time, any kind, and then you have that um, intention of, um, again, leading people to transformation, leading your community to transformation, you really, um, you are, you're, you're doing, you're kind of feeding two birds with one hand. Number one, you are in your leadership because you are, again, these, these messages are inherently transformational, right? When you are nurturing in the way um, that, we, that we do at Arisha, we are looking at how do we actually create a shift in perspective? How do we, you know, said another way, how do we actually create a shift in consciousness every single time someone engages with our work? Every time someone engages with an email or a social post, how are we creating that subtle shift in consciousness for them that would open them up to see a new possibility? And that new possibility, you know, potentially ending up in, in enrolling in our programs. Um, and so I bring that up because that really, that, that understanding that nurture can be more than just a, I put a post out there to stay connected or to stay top of mind. And instead can actually be, I created a message that is designed to create that shift in perspective, to create that shift in, in, in consciousness, that, it, that difference really, is how we start to create messages that lead to, to that piece of effortless enrollment. Because instead of having to put messages out there that are, you know, kind of pulling people in and, and sort of uh, using some of the, the you know, fear and, um, you know, pouring, pouring salt on the wounds of pain and all of those pieces that I know are completely opposite to the way that you, that you and Toth teach and share, right? Instead, we get to be in this place of, um, shining the light in the new way of, of, of being, of thinking, of acting. And when we do that, we call for people who are inherently ready to change. They are raising their hands to find out about how they can work with you. They are jumping onto your wait list. They are showing up on sales calls ready to step in because you've done that work through the nurture to actually help them see that oh my goodness, working with you is the exact right step that they need to take, right? So, so, so that's, that's sort of thing, number one, I want to expand upon in terms of, you know, looking at nurture and, and the purpose of nurture and, and sort of the difference between what we might see others, other marketers or other business owners do. Right. So again, the, the, the way that I think is most aligned for, for, this, for this community is really, again, to start to think about what messages do I need to share to have someone who is aware of my work, aware of their problem, but not quite sure if they're in the right place, not quite sure if my services are, are right for them or my offerings are right for them. Um, what messages will help them to subtly shift 
their consciousness, suddenly, subtly open themselves up to um, the transformation I have available, right? That, that to me is the aligned path for seven-figure spiritual leaders. The, the path that is not going to work just because it's not in alignment, I mean, there are plenty of reasons it doesn't work, but not, mostly because it's not in alignment, um, is that piece of, oh, well, I better, you know, really hammer on the pain and I better really, you know, create some false sense of scarcity or urgency or, you know, say things like, you know, there'll never be an opportunity to buy again, you know, if I don't, you know, getting to that real sort of, um, old paradigm to use your language, old paradigm way of selling and communicating, right? That, that does show up in, in, in some, um, businesses and some nurture content that you'll see, but instead we want to look towards like, what is actually going to, um, help people along their path of evolution, what's going to help them along their path of transformation, right? So that's, um, I think that's kind of the biggest distinction between uh, sort of, you know, old paradigm, you know, kind of nurture versus what, um, you know, what you and I would would see as being a much more um, aligned path. And then to answer your question around the difference between nurture marketing and, and lead gen. So they really work hand in hand, but lead gen ultimately is the, the process that, that you're going to take to call in new, you know, members into your community to, you know, to use the very marketing, markety term, you know, lead generation. A lead is, is a new um, individual who has chosen to follow you on social media or to join your email list and they're brand new to your community, right? And so that's one aspect of your marketing that is certainly very important. There are all kinds of amazing ways that we can go forth and draw in, you know, new aligned people into our communities. The job of nurture, however, is to ensure that those new leads receive the messages that are going to help them move closer and closer to stepping in to work with you. Sort of said in in plain sort of marketer English, in our business, we talk about helping more new leads become new clients, right? When it's aligned for them to do so. But that ultimately is, is the difference. That ultimately is what nurture is doing. Nurture is taking those new leads who've come and they've joined the list, they've joined your social media, and helping them again to receive receive that shift in perspective to receive that, um, you know, sort of, um, that, that journey to draw, to draw them along their buyer's journey then so that they are ready and self-selecting and raising their hands and leaning in, um, you know, to step in and work with you. So there, they, if we're looking at sort of, again, you know, I'm a marketer, so I use the marketing language If we're looking at the traditional idea of a funnel, right? A funnel wherein, you know, and all a funnel really is, forget kind of what every internet marketer has told you, all a funnel is, and every business does need one and does have one, um, is the process by which you attract new leads, then you nurture them, and then you eventually, again, if it's aligned to do so, you have them enroll in your programs, right? So it's three a three-stage sort of process, which also equates to um, your ideal client's buyer's journey. They go through this place of joining your community and, you know, realizing like, hey, there may be something here for me to being nurtured where they, you know, slowly but surely, we call it the lean in factor, start to lean in and say, oh my goodness, yes. You know, everything that this mentor and teacher is sharing with me is just having me like have these massive sort of, and sometimes they're not even massive. Sometimes they're like the tiniest just shift in perspective, but having me see things in a whole new way, having me realize that, oh my goodness, if I just consider this, or if I, you know, stop doing that and maybe consider 
consider something else instead, I could potentially receive the transformation or the outcome that I am, you know, so hungry to receive to ultimately coming to the place where they are like, yep, it's time. I'm going to step into that program. I'm going to raise my hand for a sales call. Um, right. So, so lead gen and nurture really work together, but I think the biggest mistake that I see a lot of leaders make at, at, all across the board is that they get really focused. Some marketer somewhere has told them, you know, sales in your business is a numbers game. And if you just have more people in your community, then ultimately you will see more sales. And perhaps that is true, perhaps. Um, however, often what's happening is that instead of doing the job, letting nurture or creating nurture content that will do the job that nurture is supposed to do, again, create those shifts in perspective that would have someone raise their hand and want to work with you. We aren't doing that job. And so people are joining your list, they're joining your community, but they're not receiving what they need. And so they are either unsubscribing or they're putting you on snooze, meaning your emails are coming in and they're checked all the way out. They're not paying attention. And so when it does come time for you to um, have an enrollment campaign and, and say, hey, you know, the program is open and available, those folks have all checked out. Often when we talk about that piece of, oh, I don't have, um, I'm not seeing, you know, the numbers that I'd like to see in terms of enrollments, in terms of people raising their hand to have a sales call or what have you, it's actually that you're, you're, you're doing a fine job with generating new leads, but rather there isn't any intentional and strategic nurture happening to ensure that they're ready to raise their hand when you're ready to make that invitation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's two things that you've said that I want to highlight, which is like when it's aligned for someone to step into, which really is honoring of the community of the, the client and that there's another side to that as well, which is when it's aligned for the coach as well. And not that like needy grasping. Mm -hmm. I got to get a client. It, it's really this, this path of, of communication and, and building of relationships that I feel like is so uh, important to, to kind of put in bold and highlight that you've been sliding in there uh, that I, that I want to amplify. And then the other one is really also, and I'm kind of circling back to what I said earlier on, because I know for me, you know, I had like a newsletter once a month or, you know, and then I went to twice a month and, and then really now I'm, I'm so happy to be communicating, uh, on email and podcasts and social because I see it as, as a service, as a contribution, as an extension of the transformation. It's, it's, it's a very different energy from like, am I annoying them or am I imposing or like what I see a lot with, with spiritual leaders is that there can be that sense of, well, uh, visibility, that's a whole nother game. Yet there's that, that sense of like, am I bugging them? And mm -hmm. it, it, the word nurture is it's you're nurturing them. You're giving to them. You're, you're providing that perception shift all along the way. So this really feels so connected to the new paradigm and, and where, where we're headed. So is there, is there stuff that you're seeing that's working really well when it comes to nurturing and then anything else you would share too about like kind of upping our nurture game without getting in 
on the content treadmill. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, first of all, I, I want to echo the, the energetic piece um, that sh- the, the, sh- the shift in perspective that I'm sharing, that I'm sharing today around looking at the intentionality of nurture um, and seeing it as service and seeing it as um, being in your leadership uh, free community before they've even, you know, raised their hand to work with you. Um, that shows up for almost all of our clients, whether or not they're deeply or openly spiritual or not. Um, So you hit the nail on the head right there. And I think I I just wanted to reiterate that piece because I hope, you know, in all this, again, when we talk about marketing topics, it's almost like sometimes we can kind of disassociate as spiritual entrepreneurs. It's like marketing's over here. And what I want to do, my leadership is here. But again, like really listening to that piece of nurture is designed. And when you think about nurture, um, the way that we're offering the perspective today is, is really, again, like it's, you're in a place of leadership, you're in a place of leadership and you're delivering the messages that your people need to receive so that they are ready to step in when it's aligned for them. And so they're ready to step in when it's aligned for you. And there's that opening that happens when you know that you have more than enough people in your community who are deeply nurtured, who will step in at any point that you're ready to make spaces available. Like that, that is just, that is just the ultimate game changer. Um, okay. So bringing me back to the question you asked, so what is working? What's really working, um, Danielle is understanding that nurture is not just one message, one time at Bandcamp. <laughs> understanding that nurture, um, is just just as the energetic quality of the word, like nurture. When you think about nurture, you don't think of like, oh, I watered my plant one time, <laughs> right? We think of like the 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 care that we might put into, you know, planting the seed and fertilizing and watering daily and making sure there's sun and speaking to the plant, you know, really nicely and and on all of those pieces, encouraging that growth, right? So what's really working is understanding that nurture is a long game. It is not a magic pill that we, you know, pop in, even if we have a sequence created and it's, you know, 12 emails and all these pieces like we do at Arisha, it's not a just pop it in and off we go. I've nurtured now. I'm, I'm good to go. A nurture is really understanding that again, when we're thinking about being in service to our community, um, we have to understand that some people, um, might be ready to work with you the moment you lock eyes. They just get that deep inner knowing and they are all in, all ready to go. And others will need a little bit more and a little bit more time. And so I think, you know, sort of old paradigm was, you know, the ideas, and and this is where I kind of talk about anyone who knows anything about kind of traditional internet marketing funnels. There was this idea that you would, you know, give forth a freebie and someone would join your list. And then you would send this very, um, you know, well-written campaign. And then 10 days later, they would sign up for your program and dun 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 it's, you know, <laughs> hey, here it is. And, and that just, that doesn't exist. It's not reality anymore. There's maybe, again, like 1% of your, of your, of the people that you connect with might be ready to step in, if that ready to step in right, you know, the moment that they meet you. Instead, it's understanding that it may be more like 60 or 90 days before they feel, you know, a little bit open to, to step in and work with you. It might even be as much as six months. And so really understanding that we need to be always in a state of, um, of respecting where our community is at and delivering the messages that they need to move them forward without, you know, attachment, without, um, you know, sort of frustration, but really understanding, okay, you know, 
they just need a little bit more. What do they need? And really tapping into the pulse of that and delivering those messages um, that like, that's the biggest shift that I'm seeing working really well right now. It's, it's just every um, client that we work with in our business has, has typically gone from this place of, of, again, having, you know, this, the souped up sort of uh, top of funnel happening where again, the freebie and the email sequence and the buy my thing now, right. They've got that going on. And then maybe they have some sort of a launch campaign that happens, you know, a couple of times a year where there's the big concerted effort of like a couple of weeks of heavy emails and all of those pieces. And they're missing, they're missing what needs to happen between. It's fine. I'm not, you know, uh, speaking poorly of the old school top of funnel or the launch, um, you know, framework. If they're working for you and they feel great, I'm, I'm all for it. Do it. And recognize that in both of those cases, people might step in and be attracted by your launch, your masterclass, your what have you, but they still might not be ready to buy. Your launch might actually be a lead generation vehicle wherein new people are attracted to your work, but they're not ready to buy yet. And so you need to be thinking always about how can I nurture them between the next, op- the next um, invitation that I, that I would like to offer for them and understand that even if they don't say yes, with that invitation, well, what do I offer them next? You know, recognizing, of course, there's boundaries because perhaps there are people in your community who may never buy, right? They may never buy. And it's, this isn't an invitation to, to um, go down the rabbit hole of, um, you know, really trying to push, because then you, you start to get into the pushing energy, right? When we're trying to like get every single person who's joined our list, whether they're ready or not, you know, we, we start to, we're oriented in the wrong way. We really want to be in the place of leadership. Who is ready to be led? Um, today versus who am I trying to sort of save, right? But we want to think about: um, Am I in a am I in a um, consistent place of nurturing so that I am providing for my community what they need if they're not ready yet, right? So that that's kind of the biggest what's working, and then I think um, you know the flip of that what's what's not working truly is is again you know trying to trying to rush the relationship, trying to um, trying to give, like over give, provide all this, you know, that paradigm of, um, giving so much value. I've got to give all my stuff. I've got to make it and make another freebie today and tomorrow and the next day, um, in the hopes that that will really encourage people to see my value and see that my, my work is for them. That that's not really working either. So again, I'm, when I talk about, um, providing for your community, what they need, I'm not really talking about creating more how-to or more freebies. I'm really, again, talking about creating content that does that work of creating a deep perspective shift, um, a shift in consciousness for your community so that they can see what's going on for them in a new way so that they can raise their hand and um, find out about how you can support them, right? So that piece is not really working. Um, I think, you know, what is also working and what speaks to your question around how do we uh, create this content without getting ourselves stuck in this place of always creating new, 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 more, more, more is really taking the time to understand, um, you know, what are those core nurture messages that my community really needs? Um, you know, we can do the deep work of sort of excavating and understanding and connecting with who our ideal client is, um, not just when they're, you know, who our ideal client is at the moment that they're ready to buy, which is a lot of, um, a lot of the uh, ideal client work that, that many um, engage in, right? They think about who's, who's ready to step in right now, which is absolutely valuable. We do, we do want to know what it's like or who our clients are, who are ready to buy. We want to know what that avatar is, but we also want to back it up a little bit and think about, you know, what is that, what's going on for that client who maybe is not ready to buy, 
right? What about who's, who's the client we're working with today? Where were they six months ago? And what was the, the, um, what was going on through their head? What kinds of beliefs were they sort of um, being stopped by? Or what kind of things were they, they were trying and, and what kind of myths were they maybe buying into, right? So when we, when we back it up a little bit and connect with our ideal client, just a, a few steps back, right? Um, we can start to create, we can start to identify some, some messages that we know um, are, are pretty typical for that, for that avatar, for that audience. And then we can start to create content around those themes, identifying those themes, and then using that as the sort of the backbone um, of what we're going to show up and share online allows us to actually get into a place of being able to create content once and then reuse it in many different ways, right? When we know what our core themes are that we want to communicate, we can create a live stream and then have that transcribed and turned into an email and then have that email broken down into social posts, right? We're not in this place of, ah, I'm coming up with 365 different things that I need to say every single day, um, something brand new. I need to create something brand new. We get to let go of that. If we're like, this is the, these are the core messages that my people need to receive. We can start to think a little bit more strategically about how we create content. And that, you know, that, that is a large part of the work um, that I do at, at my agency, right? It's, it's really thinking about what are those core themes? And then we can go in a place of creating, you know, a nurture sequence for email. And then we can bring that into social media and we can encourage, um, you know, our clients to take those themes and make podcasts or make videos or, you know, what have you. So really allow for sort of the use of multimedia, um, but we're not saying brand new, different things all the time. We're actually saying the same thing over and over again, because really, if we're not being a broken record in a, in a loving way for our community before they're ready to step in, um, we're kind of doing it wrong. They don't need to hear a bunch of different things. They need to receive that core message and they might need to receive it in a couple different ways and shades until, you know, that point at which it hits them. It really, you know, really connects with them at the core. And they're like, oh, that's what that really means. So we've all had that experience, right? Danielle, it's like, you know, you might've been following, you know, a coach for quite some time. And then that one time they post one thing and you're sort of like, you know, uh, it just, it hits you know, it hits you on that day and suddenly you're open to, yeah, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to book that call. Right. Mm -hmm. So really tap into what that experience I would, I would invite those listening to like really tap into that, what that experience has been like for, for them, um, you know, being in that space of, of sort of maybe, you know, scoping out someone's work and then, you know, hanging out. And then, you know, one time think about that one post, you know, that they maybe made or that one email that landed in your inbox that really just like hit you at the core and had you take action. That's the same, you know, effect we want to create for our communities. And we don't do that by coming up with something brand new all the time necessarily, right? We do that by really getting clear on what messages do they need to move along their buyer's journey to move from, you know, new lead who's brand new to the community to feeling nurtured and feeling like, oh my goodness, this coach, mentor, or teacher knows about my problem better than I even could describe it my myself and oh my goodness, they're having me think about this problem or how I could solve it in a whole new way. And 
yeah, you know what? I, I, I do want to hit reply. I do want to book a sales call, right? That's, that's really, um, so they, it serves both sides, which is what I love so much about this, about this work and this way of approaching things is that we're being in deep service to our community, whether or not they work with us, but we're also doing the job of helping to, to be, you know, successful growing business owners and to lead people towards that enrollment as well, right? They, they, they don't, and they, and they shouldn't, in my view, be, you know, sort of detached and separated. It's one in the same helping lead them along their buyer's journey is the way that we create effortless enrollment and, you know, um, expand expansion in our, in our business, in our bottom line. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. So as we're wrapping up here, you have a beautiful gift here, which is the nurture opportunity scorecard. And we've included the link in the show notes here. So would you just share a little bit about what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a self-assessment that you can take and you can start to look at what you've been doing so far um, as far as nurture and on your email and nurture on your social. And there's a little video that comes with it that kind of explains what you should be looking at it, but it helps you take a, a closer look at what you've been doing so far in the name of nurture to really highlight any gaps that might be present and also to showcase any opportunities that you can uh, use to sort of close the gap. So it's a really, uh, a really uh, comprehensive tool that you can sort of guide yourself through as an introduction to how do I get um, more strategic and intentional with my nurture so that I can, again, you know, set up this, this experience where I'm really in service to my community and experiencing um, effortless enrollment as well. Mm. Wonderful. So we invite you to pick up this gift and go into your nurture scorecard. And Tamika, thank you so much for being here. And I hope that divine leader, you are feeling nurtured by this conversation and that this has inspired you to also continue to nurture your community for your seven figure spiritual leadership movement and to really be in that new paradigm that's aligned and uh, is a form of communication. So any last words, Tamika? Mm, just thank you so much for, for having me here. And again, I, I echo Danielle's sentiments. I hope that this has given you a new perspective around what it means to show up for your community, um, you know, outside of the times when we're selling things and outside of the times when we're trying to attract new folks to our community. Um, what happens in the middle of our funnel, um, what happens in the middle of our, of that relationship is, is, is intended to be deep nurture. And it's, um, as you heard, you know, in service of, your mission and in service of your business. Mm, Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. Join in the conversation over at the seven figure spiritual leader, Facebook group, sending you much love and appreciation for your contribution to the evolution and consciousness.